studio now. And then my next studio, yeah. We were all booted from that space, um, gosh, almost two years ago. Mm-hmm. Or, well, we were told almost two years ago. We left um, a little over a year ago. So I'm in another space in Long Island City, um, closer to home, uh, mm-hmm. right right by Queensboro Plaza. Mm-hmm. So, and I love it. It's, it's great. I have a nice little community here and um, a nice big window. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Something I didn't know about your work that I was, well, there's a lot in your, I loved your press release. Like it actually made me tear up a bit, like, which I don't think has ever occurred with a press release before. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I've heard that from from a lot of people actually. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks for reading it. Thank you for reading it. I feel like I actually got a lot out of it and there's a lot I wanted to talk about from it, but maybe just one thing since you mentioned light, like something I didn't know about your work was how like light seems to play a part. Like I think it said something about like the raking light has some part of your process. Yes. Um, I, I paint in the window um, much of the time on a tabletop like a flat, I paint flat a lot of the time so that, um, and I move around the painting. So um, the raking light falling on a wet surface mm-hmm. makes it kind of hard to see. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it reveals, I mean, it, it makes like whatever um, image you might might be looking for difficult to see. And um, the the raking light also, and the wetness of the paint also um, highlights the relief, the texture of the surface. Mm-hmm. And it casts little shadows and it makes little shiny parts. And I like for all of those, um, those little moments that are happening because of where my body is in relation to it or because of what the light is doing like maybe a cloud moved mm-hmm. <laughs> and and the surface looks different and I paint I like to involve that kind of ephemeral stuff in my decision making so kind of like um like a lot of the time I'll put the painting down and wash over it with color and like see bumps on the surface or lines like a ridge maybe from some paint that's underneath and I sometimes will just paint that I'll paint the actual texture yeah (laughs) like I'll paint the the part I see or just or maybe not even paint it but just like touch it with my brush Mm -hmm. like address it um so and, and then so those kinds of things, which I think only the the bright kind of harsh light really can show me, mm-hmm. um, those elements seep into the work, and they also but they also interact with um, forms that are already on the canvas or co- color that is already there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really like that light source. I like the um, I like that it obscures the painting for me a little bit because it puts it in this zone of like not being able to control it entirely. I found that I'm like, I really struggle when I 
am trying to, when I'm overthinking it and when I see it too much, when I can see it all, mm-hmm. <laughs> like when I make small paintings, I paint really close to them, like mm-hmm. re- really close so that I can just like get all involved in <laughs> little, little incidental little marks and little textures and little tiny color shifts and I learned a while ago like I think I like to be really close to it so that I don't have to like so I can't see the whole thing yeah that's like a little trick to turn my brain off I think yeah I love that that's really interesting to me especially as someone who doesn't make like abstract work like how you get into that zone of like kind of it sounds like it's like a collaboration between some intention and some non-intention. Yes, it's totally. And I'll say too, I do, I put them on the wall as well. Yeah. But I, and, and when they're on the wall, then I'm, um, you know, then I'm making decisions from an intellectual place. Yeah. Um, and I see form popping out and I, or I see relationships and I start to like finesse the whole thing and make, compositional decisions or whatever mm-hmm. um but but I don't like that part as much <laughs> I I like the I like the non-thinking part the the part like the part when it's flat is like very improvisational and bodily and it's like all visual and not a lot of I think it's not very intellectual. I think it's very like animal <laughs> or That's like, cool. yeah, I don't know. It's slow though, but, but I like it. I think that, I think it's like the truest way that I can paint right now. Yeah. I mean, it makes me think of like dancing or something where you, there's no like idea you just like feel it kind of. Oh yeah, that's right. I like that. I like that um, too. It, it reminds me of a thing a friend said once. Um, I was like really frustrated, uh, just kind of feeling kind of stuck. Mm-hmm. And I had made these really little drawings for the thing, and I made them really quickly. Like I made five of them in an hour or something. Oh. Something really, really fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was so pumped about I was so happy uh-huh. and I ran into him on the train right right after I made them and I was all excited and he said yeah you know sometimes it's not the work that needs changing it's just the choreography mm. it's just it's just the like yeah the choreography and the pace and the speed and the where your body is in relation to it or um how you touch it or yeah. you know these kinds of I, I thought that was so great. I thought that was a really like smart thing to say. And I think about that a lot when I'm, because it can be overwhelming, you know, it can mm. be overwhelming to feel stuck. Yeah, totally. I feel like that's the worst feeling in art. Yeah. Because it feels like, oh, maybe I'll never, maybe I don't really know how to do it. Maybe I like, yeah, 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 right. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued by this idea of speed in your work. Like, do you find that drawings are more, are usually quicker than the paintings? Yeah, the drawings in the show, you mean? Or just in, yeah, or in general. 
when you draw versus painting? Yeah, I, I've been thinking, uh, talking a lot about drawing versus painting in the last few days. Um, <laughs> like last night, we talked about it a little. Yeah. Um, I think I draw li- like a painter. Yeah, totally. I mean, the drawings feel like mini paintings. They're like painting, and they're, they are oil on paper. Mm-hmm. Um, I call them drawings because they're on paper. Um, and maybe, I don't know, maybe that's just like an emotional thing or yeah, verbal thing. I don't know, but, um, but they are certainly faster. Mm -hmm. And I think, um, part of that is, uh, well, the intentionality of them, like those drawings in the show and it's, they're part of a larger series I've been making for almost a decade um that there each one is a response to an an antique embroidery sampler um made by a little girl and they're all uh quick and by quick I mean like usually a couple days Mm -hmm. sometimes like I have two sitting over there right now that I'm not like totally happy with I'll do something else to them but they they don't go and go and go the way paintings do because also the paper can't handle Mm-hmm. that kind of uh weight and abuse <laughs> yeah um but also it absorbs the color so much differently than the the linen does mm-hmm. so they get to this good like <laughs> um slower but or, or um no slower yeah kind of I mean there's they absorb so they get to this drier place where there's this really good drag yeah you know because they're like sucking the liquid in so I love that feel I, I love how that feels mm-hmm. um to paint on slower yeah it is slower it like slows down the brush because it's absorbing right. or like drier um so I like I, I like those uh I like that too although I don't do it with um oil paint but do you like um do you gesso the paper or anything or you just let it I do I I coat it with rabbit skin glue on both on the front and the back Mm -hmm. um which I think seals the paper I assume it does yeah I Um, think that sounds right I mean (laughs) (laughs) I also like it because it has like a little sparkle a mm, mm. little bit of sparkle which I don't even know if you can see ultimately but I just I like that it's there I like knowing that it's there yeah um, the works on paper are really beautiful like I hadn't really looked at your website much before but I just was like quickly doing a little research and like yeah I saw how they were from like years and they're really beautiful to look at kind of all together thank yeah thanks yeah I, I they're their paintings or drawing their their artworks in their own right but they also serve as um they're like a database for me of mm. colors and marks and forms mm. that I I pull from I borrow from them in my larger paintings and um and in my small paintings really I I found that like I feel this permission to to use them in a way I don't feel when I'm looking at somebody else's image 
Mm-hmm. Like I struggle to look directly at the source of it, like at a, you know, an, an, a found image of an embroidery sampler. I, I struggle to paint from that. It's much better for me if I've already mediated it through mm-hmm. my own studio. And then I'm like, oh, wow. Then I can see a little tiny part of that sampler drawing of mine and just be like, wow, you know, may, maybe you can make a painting of this little, like maybe this is enough to make a painting about yeah. or of, or, or maybe it's just the beginning of something. But I feel of this freedom working from those, those drawings as sources and not as sketches. I don't mean like, I don't mean it like that. They're not preparatory or anything. Yeah. It feels like finished. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I mean, that's really cool. I like how you said that, like about, it's like you're sampling this, you're sampling your own drawing, which is from a sampler. Like it's kind of like a DJ or something. That's that's really cool. I'm not... (laughs) I've never thought of that, Jen. <laughs> Sorry, I'm walking around looking for my um, iPhone, oh. my i, my headphone charger. Um, that's so cool. Yeah, like it's. I mean, it actually gives me ideas about like I feel resistant to the idea of just yeah, like copying a drawing into a painting. So the idea of like using them more as like a library of parts or something is right. a cool idea. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I used to like, I used to make them and never really show them. I just sat, I just have had a stack of them in my studio and I would flip through them like really just to find a part that looks fun to paint. It's like that Mm. simple and, um, and also kind of like intuitive or improvisational or something. And then I started to like really like them as, artwork yeah um, they're great yeah I, just was, as I felt so glad to I felt so glad to put put a little room with them in this in this show was that a new thing for you to show them I showed them once before a, a group of them um at a gallery in LA but it was 2014 mm-hmm Jen, sorry. Yeah, that's okay. Oh, they're like dying. I don't, I never had the AirPods before. <laughs> there we go. Oh my God. I didn't pay attention. Uh, they're like low on battery, so I'm charging. Oh, okay. Wait, <laughs> Sorry, you're going to have to edit this. No, no, it's fine. Um, <laughs> I'm like, also, I'm kind of like punky and I don't care if it's like. Okay, good. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but maybe for the listeners, I'll just say that we met in 2011 at Skowhegan. And I feel like even then, I think I, my sense was that you were working from this idea of like embroidery and samplers even then. Although I think my sense of your work was a, was a bit more representational. And I'm just thinking about, wondering about how it kind of, ended up where it is from there yeah yeah at Skowhegan I had um been making photo based or Mm. photo based but I was looking at directly at photo oh okay figurative work yeah um that was like the the work I was making right before that summer was or for a couple years before that summer was um thinking about my mom and my grandma 
like my ancestors, but like the women in my family through mm-hmm. their things, like through their wallpapers and their curtains and their furniture, their homes, basically. Yeah, um, decorative. Yeah. Um, and I love that work. I really do love that work. But I, when I was making it, I remember just feeling so stuck. So like, I all I was all I could think to do was to um, abstract, quote unquote, mm. a photo in mm-hmm. order to make it mine. I wanted so much to make it mine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was like my, they were my family's images. They were my familiars. You know, mm-hmm. but but I was like I would I would try and locate a little part of the background or like an a edge of a lamp or. I was trying to find something like interesting that was my choice, yeah. not whoever took that picture's choice. Mm-hmm. And it really, I really struggled with it. I, I, I felt like it, like I didn't know what I like. What does my painting look like, or what is what do I have to do with this stuff? Except yeah. that it is compelling to me. Um, and so I was, I would do these little interventions in my paintings and I, it was like, um, I realized that the thing that I really cared about was like the moment when you're painting and your face is this close to it mm-hmm. and you just love putting the paint on. You mm-hmm. don't really think about anything. You're not thinking about photo that you're meaning for this thing to represent to look like or something you just like in la la land like you're a, you're away you're yeah. elsewhere and you're in it you're like it time is compressed in that mm-hmm. moment and that's all I knew I wanted to try and find when I went to Skowhegan I was really it was kind of a perfect moment for me to go because I had mm-hmm. just done this show of of all that work and felt really, really lost. And, but I knew that much. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I had no intention of like making abstract paintings or mm-hmm. I'd never made abstract work. Um, but I just knew I wanted to like find out a different way of entering my paintings and a different way of dealing with my box of pictures. So I had like, you know, a huge collection of source material and. And so that summer, because of just, I think, being in a new studio for the first time and not having all of my stuff around me. And we didn't, like, I remember, like, the internet. We didn't have internet in the studio. (laughs) And the media lab, like, was a far walk or something. Mm -hmm. So it was like I had these little roadblocks that made it easier for me to just sit there and wait. Like I, mm-hmm. I really waited. I, I, I spent the first probably three weeks there just stretching canvas and like waiting. Really? It's like, yeah. it's like kind of mentally preparing. I think so. Or just, I was really patient with myself. And I, I remember saying, I only want to make work that feels like urgent or mm-hmm. work that like, I really want to make. I think I was challenging myself to like, prove what I wanted to paint about or something Mm -hmm. I don't know and it's not like I 
found out what that was in those next, in the remaining six weeks. <laughs> I made paintings though, and I made different, they were kind of different. They were like a lot less directly uh, nameable. Maybe. Yeah, maybe that's they, what I remember. Like, I don't remember clearly, but I feel like they remind me what I remember is like they remind me of your paintings now, but like a little more like it would look like a person or something, but a little bit obscured or something like that. Yeah, I think that's true. I, mm -hmm. I think that's right. Um, and yeah, there was one painting in particular from that summer that was like this weird, it was, it was also taken from a, a photo of my mother when she was really young and just had my brother I think she was pregnant with me and they were um she was crouched down on the sidewalk mm -hmm. pointing to like what I assume was like an aunt or something she was showing my brother who was probably two at the time mm -hmm. like a bug on the ground and on on the sidewalk was a shadow of the stroller mm -hmm. and it was just, just this really strange shape and I made a painting that was like, a, uh, it was rooted in that shadow or it was like, that was the composition of the painting. But I don't know that you would be able to know that looking at it. Yeah. It was like a very specific shape, but it was, it did not describe stroller mm -hmm. or even shadow. And it, the painting was like yellow. And I painted it and I painted over it and I painted it and I took it off and I painted it and I'd never done that either. But I loved that. That that was one of the strongest paintings I made that summer. Um, I've never shown it actually. It's in it's in Fanny's room. Oh um, really? <laughs> yeah, it's funny, which is funny. But um, but um, but yeah, I, I that painting kind of gave me the nerve after I left to kind to keep going in this other like to keep. You know what I think it was. I think I, in that painting, I learned that I could look at the painting itself mm. to start revealing what I, what I wanted to do to it, rather than to continue to look at this other the source of paper. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool. That sounds very, like, liberating. I really like how your story is, like, it feels like this, like, exciting mystery or something like it <laughs> I don't know it's funny how I like yeah. it <laughs> thanks yeah and and also it was really slow like mm -hmm. um I it was two years after Gauhegan of working through paintings and thinking is this enough like can I make a painting that's just like that's about a shadow that yeah. you can't even recognize or can't you know I had never made work like that and I was and it, it certainly wasn't a choice it was just a I I just kept making and kept mm -hmm. kind of just trusting that the work was slowly gonna show me and I started looking at embroidery samplers that fall after or was it that fall yeah I think it was the fall after that summer Mm -hmm. like 2011 um but 
not also it, it wasn't like a choice there either like my husband Bill you know Bill mm-hmm. he came a- across um in his research he was studying um like early American literature and he came across them and was like oh you would love these just mm-hmm. as artifacts you should look at these and I did love them and got the idea to make these drawings and um and initially I thought oh okay maybe I'll look at these drawings and these will be like sketch. I'll make paintings of of large paintings of these drawings and I had the same same exact struggle as working from a photo I just Mm. it was so tiresome (laughs) and and I felt like I was too obedient to the source and then then slowly slowly I I just looked at the drawings so much and I I was so in love with little parts of them and like the stain the stain on the paper or the way Mm. like if you scratched it with sandpaper it made like a little pilly mess and (laughs) I I thought oh what if that is maybe you can make a painting that's just that thing and and then I sort of started like just cooking with gas that's amazing (laughs) it was great it was like oh I love this oh this is endless there's like an endless amount of work to make and yeah um, it's so it must be so exciting for that like everything just clicks all of a sudden and you have this like um it's like I don't know, like it's, you have such a defined kind of style now, but it does feel like, yeah, this endless, like it has an endless kind of trajectory to it at the same time. I hope so. I think I hope, we all hope. Yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, and it's not always smooth. It's yeah. not always like, oh, no. I mean, there's so much there too like I don't know when you're talking about this like the samples themselves I don't know that much about it but they my sense of them is that they are this little collection of parts in themselves like they're kind of abstract or weird bits together yeah yeah they are yeah and like also that thing you said about like the thing you like about painting like reminds me of how women would be like working on them like kind of having these little things really close to their face and and yeah 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 which is like something people have noted somebody brought that to my attention Mm. years ago and I was like that because I I have a like I usually work in a chair that Mm -hmm. I scoot around and I have I work with my face really close to it so there Mm -hmm. is this relationship like somebody quilting or you know working on something with their hands really intimately and yeah. someone pointed that out to me and I and it's exactly the same it's the same um you could say choreography you know and and it's also um I also like pick at them with my brushes mm-hmm. like I pull paint off um mm-hmm. Just with, with with little dry oh. brushes uh-huh. and in little strokes, um, you know, there's a variety of kinds of marks. But like I, I do a lot of really little tiny touches, mm-hmm. which also someone pointed out is like 
very much like stitching yeah or like a, like a conglomeration of lots of different units to make some larger whole yeah um, even like the thing about like the origin of like you were like using your family material but it feels like you're kind of using other people's like family material like maybe being a little less close to it was helpful and not like yeah be so tied to it or something yeah I think that's very true Mm -hmm. you know and and I used I did use um found imagery as well when I was making figurative work I used both I used familiar like um actual family imagery and and also found stuff that felt familiar or that I just connected with um Mm -hmm. and in fact one of those this painting I made in 2009 um, that I titled The Overachievers. I don't know if there's an image of it anywhere, but it uh, it's a painting of little girls hunched over a table working really hard on making something with their hands. But I wanted it to be like they were making nothing. Like there's nothing, there is nothing mm-hmm. there in my mm-hmm. painting of it. And, um, or that was the like, that was the intervent one of the interventions I made to make it yeah. like my story or something. And it's so funny that like I don't live in twelve. Like two or three years later, I discovered these embroidery samplers and it was like th- that was the sentiment that I was looking for. This this idea of like, is she she's working really, really hard. Mm-hmm. she's doing she's making this thing with her hands that she's touching all over does she love it mm-hmm. is she bored as hell is she like is this torture is this just or is it like an act of art making where you're like so engrossed with this thing that or like a little kid who's coloring at a table and they're just like mm-hmm. their face is all up in it and they and I don't know you know I don't know how it was but I like I like that I like thinking about them in that way and like them as well they're really complicated you know they're like complicated artifacts I think yeah Um, like um well one other thought that just comes up when I think about the sources just like also I think of like Emily Dickinson or like uh I don't know that much about literature but like Jane Eyre I think or the Brontes or something where it wasn't mm. one of them would like like write secretly like underneath their embroidery or something I don't know it kind oh, of I don't know I'm like that's like a very big memory but I gotta I think, ask Bill hell no yeah <laughs> one of those big female writers I think would like secretly write while she was supposed to be doing embroidery or something like that oh that's good but that like mm. that kind of sense of like intimacy and privacy like cre- creating as a kind of very private like I don't know domestic realm or something mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it's it, I gotta ask though I don't know about the uh who who that was yeah but. I should look I'll look it up too maybe I'll f- put a link in the show notes if I find it <laughs> yeah Ooh, um, or let me know <laughs> yeah but I wonder if like like 
like it mentioned in the press release that sometimes they're like um like birth certificates or other like do you does the particularity of what the thing is about like inspire you um i like how they look mm-hmm. and i like the kind of mood mm-hmm. they like give me a mood um i find them the samplers um in particular i find them just like they're so beautiful, but they're also kind of heartbreaking mm-hmm. um, because, you know, they're made by little girls and they're cov- They're decorated with flowers and birds and trees and, you know, little animals. And th- so they have this like sweetness at first glance, but then if you read them, they often are like really heavy. Yeah. And, and there's this like obedience to God element and there's this prayer about saving your soul or this awareness of death and mm-hmm. um and some even were commemorative of they were called morning samplers. They were yeah. made to mourn the 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 death of siblings and babies and parents and I mean they're just like really, really heavy. Yeah. And, and sweet and I like that I like that they're both I like that there's more than meets the eye um and also I I also have been lately looking at um tractor tractor uh drawings from uh also from America like 18th century 17th century um and they they were um, drawings uh, commemorating like life events, like marriage, marriage mm-hmm. certificates. Um, they weren't draw- drawings. Drawings is incorrect. They were documents mm-hmm. that were embellished, mm-hmm. kind of like illuminated manuscripts. But um, right. but um, but birth certificates, baptismal certificates, marriage certificates, death certificates. And similar to the sample, I mean, they're a completely different medium. They're they're usually ink or watercolor on on paper, um, but similar to the samplers, they're just these like very gorgeously handmade documents that we don't we don't have anything like that. We don't do that anymore. I mean, and and there's reasons for it. I mean, it was like before the printing press, and mm-hmm. all, there's like historical reasons for that for all of that, but. I just, I love them. They're they're gorgeous, and um, so I'm not really looking for like the like a the particularity of a certain one. Mm-hmm. I'm just kind of responding to it because I like how it looks and I like the feel the feel of it. Um, it's really it's pretty improvisational. You yeah, know, I have I have a database of all of lots of images of these things, and if I'm in here looking for something to paint or start start a painting or a drawing, like I just flip through that database and like find one that 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 I want to look at more mm-hmm. that I want to respond to. Um, and lately with the with the fracture drawing the fracture documents, I've been finding little 
little teeny parts like maybe a part of a wing or a part mm. of a shoe or something and like trying to see if I can make a painting that can maybe celebrate that little thing <laughs> or just give it a bigger stage or think about it more present it in a different way so it's like so it's important or yeah. so it's remembered or shown mm -hmm. but, yeah. but again I'm, but I'm not trying to translate them like I really I haven't taken uh, care to like translate one girl's story or keep or maintain the history of that sampler I I'm not interested in doing all of that I'm not I'm not a historian and I'm not right. trying I think I would get really bogged down in the responsibility of that and it would just be a disaster but I I if I can make out her name mm -hmm. I, I title it her name mm. and that's that's the thing that stays with the the drawing mm -hmm. that's cool I like the idea just of like a time when visual art or this whatever you want to call it that like that visual decoration or something that we did like commemorate life events in this kind of like visual way like that's and I feel like maybe there's yeah. some of that in your work or something or like I felt like there was an allusion to that in the press release of like maybe it's not necessarily about documenting or exactly, but that it is about like processing life events in a way. Oh, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting, Jen. <laughs> <laughs> I never think of my work as about anything, really. Oh, really? No. I, no. I mean, I think that's cool. It seems liberating to not need like I think that's cool to not like it doesn't think I don't think it needs to be I think sometimes I think about that too much but I because I think it is always in there like you don't need to actually overthink yeah. it but um I love what you just said though because this show in particular was like um Sarah actually Sarah Sarah worked on Mm -hmm. said something so perceptive she she said something like it it was oh I'm gonna mess up what she said something about making making paint making abstract paintings in a field of feeling mm -hmm. something like that it was like really poignant and um that's really beautiful I think that's really accurate I know yeah. that's like very abstract but it's also like a really true thing to say about this particular show anyways mm -hmm. um, and I think about my work in general um like it's, it's not necessarily of anything or about anything in particular mm -hmm. but it's informed by like a lot of a lot of <laughs> things maybe everybody's work is I mean everybody's work is informed by all kinds of places yeah I mean some people I think come from a more like in intellectual place though and I I really I personally also come to work from a like place of feeling and I which is abstract actually right like our feelings are yeah. not 
are not really def defined or like visual. So right, yeah, right. I like that bit about like that. It's actually this conglomerate of different little girls and their work too. That it's like actually makes me think of like the collective experience too. Like it's. Oh my gosh! Sorry, <laughs> my undergraduate school is calling. Oh, we get after money. I could ignore like for 10 years every time they call. <laughs> oh, they still ask you for money days. 10 years later? I don't I mean I think it's them. It's, yeah. it's a St. Paul number. I think mm -hmm. it's, I don't know. <laughs> but like um, like your life experiences and their life experience like we all have these repertoire of life experiences, you know, and like there's a that it yeah like it, I like that you are kind of paying homage to the individual but also it's like very open to all of us or something mm, thanks yeah <laughs> also like they're just really beautiful which is like I'm fascinated by as someone I think who's been more like skeptical of beauty but is now more embracing it but like it feels like your work is just like so inhabits like beauty um do you feel that or do you feel like that's an aim of it oh thanks um is it an aim I mean my aim my aim is that they feel like they're like they have presence mm -hmm. like they um have breath mm-hmm um and like they move like they don't sit perfectly still mm. and um maybe that's a beautiful thing maybe yeah. that's about living and a life um I don't know and I mean I know it when I see it mm-hmm but I don't really have a plan. I don't have like an aim that is like an imagined plan for the painting. Mm -hmm. I've learned that they usually take so long or not so long necessarily, but so many, they, they usually go through many different lives mm -hmm. and many different color identities mm -hmm. before they're finally what they are. Yeah. Um, that I, that I know that um even if I have a plan it's, it's sort of foolish because it's if the painting's going to be a strong painting it's probably going to have to really go it's going to have to let go of that plan mm -hmm. I, I have um I have found I don't know I there's rarely do I make a painting that's kind of go, goes in one direction and ends up in that zone yeah, that yeah. red one in the show actually was kind of like that I I wanted to make this like neon red painting and it actually got it stayed there it's, mm -hmm. it's like it completed in that in that palette but um but most of the paintings in the show they they go through six seven eight different kind of color schemes whoa and then eventually and each time I'm like digging and picking back in and finding new color and 
and I'm painting on it and painting on it and then it gets kind of choked up usually Mm -hmm. (laughs) and or too tight or too just like like plates that are just pushing against each other they're not they're just tight Mm. Um, and then maybe I'll turn it around in my studio for several months and then one day maybe I notice a color on my palette that I want to see Mm-hmm. again in in relation to all the other work in the studio and maybe I'll get the nerve to cover over it and go go again it's like a resurrection or something each time mm. and um that's cool I don't know I I I cover over a lot but I I really do I really don't think of it as destruction yeah uh, it's, it's really like I I have to think of it as this like yeah, like resurrection or maybe like zombies coming out of the ground or something. I don't know. But like, uh, it's another layer of skin that reveals the painting to me, but it reveals things about the painting that I can't see anymore. And often that's the relief and the texture. Mm. Um, Yeah, where does, I have so many questions kind of around these things, but where does that texture come from? Like, it looks like when I was looking at, like, it looks like a fork was kind of like scraped along the surface or something. The, the, um, that big mark that's in a lot of the paintings, um, like I, I used just, uh, crappy brushes from Home Depot like Mm -hmm. brushes um (laughs) I love that (laughs) and I have like like buckets of them that like they're crusty I rarely clean my brushes Uh so they have like varying degrees of crust all over them (laughs) but I like them they they make different marks oh so that's in the paint itself it looks almost like it's in the gesso or something like it almost looks like it's Oh no, my ground is smooth. I actually oh. put on the um oil ground with a plastic scraper. Oh. It's really smooth. And it's just one coat so you can see some of the linen weave. Yeah, maybe that's mm. why it was confusing. Because they feel so light too. Like they don't that's interesting that they go through so many layers because they actually feel so like kind of like the title of with air, like they feel really light and airy. Good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and I'm when I'm painting layers, there it's not like a thick layer. Mm-hmm. I paint real thin. Yeah. And um and I I do so much remove I do as much pulling off of paint as I do putting on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think so that I can see air, so that I can see through mm-hmm. what I just did and and create space between what's under and what's over. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, they, they, um, I don't know. Yeah. They, they just, they, they go where they go. And I try to be, I really try to be like open to however long, whatever painting is going to go for, um, mm-hmm. So sometimes you let- they come quicker, but some, sometimes they just don't. And, <laughs> and but you- I don't ever throw them away. I don't. I don't pull them off yeah. and throw them out. No, because I know I trust that the the story of that painting is it's in there. Yeah, it will get revealed eventually. And um, 
you know, no, I might sometimes take sandpaper and like lightly sand to get some, to get some information off. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I, I don't, I don't want to get rid of anything of, of I don't want to throw it away. Yeah. It's, it's like bones. It's like bones and, and muscles and skin on top and hair on top of that. And it's like, um, I know that maybe some mark that is oh, that is in the end is in the final painting is there because there's a texture underneath it mm-hmm. from six paintings before not six paintings six ver- six versions before yeah um that pop that showed itself and mm-hmm. so it's like bones like there's a bone in my arm but you can't see it but you yeah. know that it's informing the <laughs> way my arm looks yeah, and it's like a uh, stencil that is there also. That exactly. That's yeah. exactly right. It's like mm-hmm. the foundation of that body yeah. or that painting. It's That's totally cool. essential. Or maybe I just tell myself that in order to give myself permission to keep painting on it. No, I love that. Or whatever it is, it, it works. It feels very like, I don't know. Like, well, it makes, yeah, there's a sense of history of your process in it. and. Just yeah, I don't. I like the idea that kind of there are no bad paintings. Like you just let them like rest long enough or something. Yeah, there's some are just like stubborn or mm-hmm. they're not ready or whatever. Yeah, know? I feel like that goes back to this kind of metaphor you used in your writing of like that painting is like kind of like a pregnancy or a gestation or something. So like you don't like give up on your painting because it's like a oh, part of yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I like, I mean, it's, yeah, I like, I mean, I, I would like to adopt that sense of like the space of, yeah, just letting it develop in its own time, I think is a very good idea. I, I think so too, because, well, for for this kind of painting, I think people who are much more like intellectual painters who have that wouldn't it does it doesn't really it wouldn't aid them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But for this kind of work, I think it's it's like really essential. And one thing that helps is to have a lot of paintings in progress mm-hmm. because they have different paces and um yeah and you get an idea about one and you gotta wait you know you gotta wait you gotta wait I have to wait on a lot of work I have so many things that have been with me for a really long time mm-hmm. um but yeah, like, yeah how was it hard select like out of the work that was in your studio, like was it clear which ones would go in the show and which ones weren't ready or? It was once I, yeah, it was yeah. eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, but this still wasn't something I plan- that we planned years ago or mm-hmm. it, it came up kind of recently. Um, you know, I'd been talking, I'd been, I'd done a group show with Derek and Abby a couple years ago and, uh, online show a year ago is mm-hmm. like last late spring early summer um but we only talked about this show this past fall 
but I had all this work. I've had this work going for several years. And mm-hmm. so it was interesting to make a show that wasn't like, I didn't make a show. I yeah. just, just kept painting. It just happened. <laughs> yeah. And I had to really, but it was, it was difficult because I thought, like, what is this show going to be about? Or what, what's the umbrella that all this work wants to huddle under? Mm-hmm. I, and I, I just, <clears throat> um, one morning, like, sat down and tried to write about it. And, mm-hmm. and I thought, and I, I wrote that press release. Yeah. And I don't normally write, pre- I don't really normally insist on writing a press release or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't really a plan, but I, I, I really thought it was just the most honest way to say it. Um, yeah. And to say that, like, I can't see any of that work without seeing the, the um, conditions that it that it was made in mm-hmm. like it it would be it's impossible to see it any other way for me and so so I just said it and and also um you know I I wanted that press release to like to also not pin it down because it's not I didn't try to like symbolize anything or yeah. make a painting about grief or yeah um miscarriage or um or even um you know 18th century children like but it it nudges I hope it nudges at all of those things yeah Um, I thought in a way that gives homage to all of them you know yeah I thought the writing was like perfect like I don't know I I I like feel like I would like to see more of that kind of honesty about people's work or something I don't know I really I thought it was great and like Thank yeah you. the idea of painting with grief or in it but that but actually the work is so joyful I think or it feels oh, that you. way yeah so it was it was actually really um informative like it gave it this other layer kind of like you're saying about the source material too like it's very like like it has these different layers to it oh yeah thanks cool yeah <laughs> And um, actually, I'm curious about the color. Like the color is also maybe one of the strongest. Like um, you're still kind of confronted with color, and they do each have a kind of color. Like they feel like different characters. Like like they each have their own color character, kind of. Um, mm-hmm. And someone I think of a little bit is Paul Clay. I don't know if you think about him at all, but I have a friend who's a painter who is always like saying she like wants to understand color better. And I wonder if you have any like theories or how you get to your color or if it's just intuitive. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, I want to understand color more too. Yeah. <laughs> um. I uh I mean I think you do like you understand it like in a physical way I feel yeah in a in yeah and Mm -hmm. and I do I do know it when I see it like I know that I like it when I see it yeah and I know that I don't when I don't um (laughs) Mm -hmm. but that's like I don't know how to 
describe that really in words. Yeah. It's very just like a, it's bodily. It's like a, my yeah. eyes like it, like it when it starts doing a certain thing. Yeah. Um, that's like, I feel like that's what I keep coming back to too. Like I really don't know how to describe it any better than just like feeling it. Maybe other people do, but I, yeah. <laughs> Maybe. You know, people write books all about it and about yeah. the like physiology of it. And I know. It's, it's so interesting, but I, yeah, I just like want to be in it and be with it. And um, mm-hmm. in my studio, like when I make a, when I make paintings, I certainly um, enjoy for paintings to, for there to be a, like a really big range. Mm-hmm. but there to be some kind of like harmony in that dissonance mm. um, like often I'll be in here if if I'm like gonna make another painting or work on another painting and if it's really like bright like rainbow and like kindergarten classroom colors or mm. something like if everything's too up Mm. I'm like I need to make a black painting or or wash over something with like umber or like I need to gray it out or get Mm -hmm. it dirty um and likewise if everything's really dusty looking and like dirty looking I'm like oh I want to make a neon red painting or like an acid lemon painting you know just to see what that does like I love the um the thing that happens when different like when really different things make each other stronger, mm-hmm. um, like red makes green look great and purple makes yellow look great. And like, right. um, I like, I really like that. And I like seeing that around me in the studio. And I feel like when I make a show, when I hang a show, when I select work for a show and hanging it, especially though, is, you can really kill, you can kill them if they're mm-hmm. in the wrong relationship. You mm-hmm. can just really fall flat if they're not, if if they're too similar sometimes. Or, but I, um, yeah, was that like, I mean, yeah, one thought I had is, I feel like you're, yeah, you're like a lot of the paintings feel bright, but I think you're equally good at making a kind of dark painting, but which still has a really like, kind of um vibrant sense of color good I mean thank you (laughs) yeah but um just going back to the idea of like this show kind of wasn't planned per se it just like came out organically like was that kind of like would you do that again like was it a kind of blessing in disguise to not have a plan I feel like that's how I mostly have done have made yeah shows. yeah yeah and that's in part because of the way they've come about mm-hmm. um, gosh I think all of almost all of the solo shows I've had have have come about with like not I've never had a year oh really so you're just year, yeah you're yeah. just always working and then people notice you have a bunch of great paintings and they're like do you want to show <laughs> <laughs> They just walk by and they look up at the window and think, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, no, I just, I just keep, I just work, you know? I yeah. Work. And I forge it into a show 
when there's a show, I think. And yeah. then, then I started to really like think of it. There was a night, um, like a few weeks before the show opened and um, I asked Bill to, bring, to come over here at my husband and mm -hmm. just help me, just help me look, see the paintings. Cause there were so many paintings in here and they've been, you know, some of them have been around for four years or yeah. been going since for, for a really long time. And, you know, being a painter, like it's hard to see them. Yeah. And, and I trust, I trust him. I mean, he's not a painter, but I trust his, like, yeah. he'll be honest. And um, I'm, we moved things around. I moved everything around and it was really clear what mm -hmm. was what was speaking the same language and I think it was like it was about this kind of like they looked like seasoned <laughs> to mm. me like they they looked like um I mean they were all really different there there aren't two that are like in the same kind of color universe but but they all felt like they really lived yeah um they didn't yeah, they they felt like they'd been seasoned, like a pan, like a yeah, or yeah. That makes sense and, to me. And there were some in here that were in progress that didn't, that weren't, that were like, oh. And I was like really attached to them because they were newer, mm. and I was thinking, oh, maybe, maybe they, this is like this oddball painting in the show or something. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, no, that needs to keep going. Like it's <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not like. It hasn't lived enough yet or something. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Just my remembering the show, like it felt like, yeah, they were all fully cooked or something to the fully same. Cooked, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is Bill pretty good at helping you like have an eye for? Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, which is really nice. I mean, I painted at home for 10, 11 years. And mm -hmm. I painted in our bedroom. Mm -hmm. And we had our bed in in the living room, and so, you know, I was poor thing. Like, <laughs> you know, the work was always there. Yeah, I got very used to saying like, "Hey, you come in here, you know, is this a painting?" And he'd be like, "Nope, not a painting." <laughs> you know. Yeah. And when he was working on his um, dissertation, he he worked in my studio. Like his desk was mm -hmm. in that room. So we were, I mean, we did it, we, we both had our, like our noise canceling headphones on, but we, we were with the work. Yeah. We've been with the work for so long and obviously like, um, me and knowing about it. So I, he, he, I always tell him he should write about art because he's really yeah good at, he's really good at looking at it and finding language to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, he's a literature professor now, but um, yes, he's been really helpful in that in that way. And with titling, like with, I always sit with him with my list of title ideas and he helps me mm -hmm. like whittle it down. That's cute. He's good at being like, no, too, too, that's too obvious or it's yeah. too heavy or whatever, you know. That would be cool if he wrote a press release sometime or something. Oh, maybe, maybe that's what, yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> Do you feel like you like taught him how to look at art or he had his own sense of it? I don't know if I taught him or if he's just, we've both just been looking at art 
Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, a long time ago, be- well, not a long time ago, before before we had a kid, we both would go to openings a lot. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he really likes he really likes art, and uh, so many of our friends are artists. Yeah. So it's just sort of been part of his world too. Yeah, that's cool. I feel like I don't know that many non-artists, so I'm like, how did I think about things? I don't. <laughs> It's super comfortable. I think yeah. people assume that they aren't because um, it's like a weird world. But I think he's just been around it as as long as I have. We moved we moved here at the same time, and yeah, um, you know. And ideally, people like art should be, or hope like maybe not always, but it's nice that hopefully art speaks to not only artists also. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Hmm. When did you begin painting? I don't know anything about how you decided to start painting or if you were always a painter or. I, um, well, I always drew um, and made, you know, made pictures. My sister and I always drew together when we were little Mm -hmm. um, and painted and made things. and then I went to undergrad at a school that didn't have an art program, mm. but I wanted to get it, but I like quickly decided I wanted to get a studio art major. Mm-hmm. And so I found I could take classes um, like at an all women's college nearby for, mm-hmm. um, and the credits would transfer. So I did that, but it was like a studio art major with a, focus in graphic design Mm -hmm. but then I was only taking the fine art courses I was avoiding all the computer (laughs) stuff and then junior year I studied oh and I had I got a set of oil paints and I painted in my dorm room Mm. um like little tiny you know on a little easel um and then junior year I studied abroad in Florence and it was like an art program. There were kids, there were actually kids from SBA there. They were all like art. Yeah. Kids, <laughs> which was crazy to me. Um, <laughs> it was like very exciting and intimidating. And um, I called my advisor and was like, can I switch to painting? Like mm-hmm. I was, everything was out of order. All my classes were whacked up. And she was like, we'll figure it out. Yes, you can do it. So, yeah. I came, so I had my first, I had a beginning painting course in Florence mm-hmm. with like a color wheel and a color chart. And like, mm-hmm. co- we copied a lotion fluoride painting and, <laughs> and I loved every second of it. Mm-hmm. I loved, I loved it. And I mean, I loved the painting. The course was okay, but the, I loved <laughs> painting. <laughs> yeah. um, and then senior year, I came back to, um, St. Kate's and I was the only I was enrolled in advanced painting mm-hmm. um, and I was the only student in the class oh. signed up so they changed it to an independent study for my whole senior year which Whoa. was great that sounds great I, it was great because I got a studio that was like a mm. big studio of the drawing room and um but I never had I didn't have any conversation I didn't have peers oh. I never talk about my work I my advisor would come by like once every three weeks ish 
and be like, cool, looks good. This is great. <laughs> wow. You know, and I was taking figurative paintings from photographs of my friends and like, mm-hmm. I learned, I, I really didn't know anything. I didn't look at art books. Mm-hmm. Really. I didn't go to music. I didn't know looking. I just was really like really green. I never had anybody teaching me yeah. um, that stuff or where to look for that. Or, you know, I had like a handful of books that I'd gotten for Christmas presents or something, mm-hmm. but I really was pretty naive but I did learn that I love to go to my studio and I went all the time and I had this routine and and when I finished that when I finished undergrad my advisor said um, that I could if I got an MFA I could teach college Mm -hmm. I didn't particularly want to teach but I thought oh you can get another I could there's more (laughs) yeah fine art (laughs) And I applied, uh, I went, um, well, Bill and I went to Ireland for a semester for like, um, we like got work visas and went to Europe for half a year. And then I lived in my parents and waited tables and made paintings and applied for graduate school. Mm -hmm. And I um, got, I got into a postback at MCAD in Minneapolis. Mm -hmm. And I got offered a BFA at Art Institute, which I was like, what? I, already, I just graduated from college. What? But it wasn't a BFA. Oh. It was like a BS or something, or BA or whatever. Yeah. Like, no, but you can get a BFA. And so I wasn't going to do that. And, right. Um, but I got into Pratt. I got, an, oh, I got you into went, the master's program. Oh, I went to Pratt yeah. undergrad. Oh, you did? Yeah. When were you there? 2003 to five. Oh, okay. I was ni- 95 to 99, but that's cool. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm so glad I went. Yeah. <laughs> it was insanely eye-opening, and I learned so much. Yeah. And I looked at art, and I was in, you know, I was in... I had to learn to talk about my work and I had to learn how, what the hell I make. And, mm-hmm. you know, it just started me. Um, that, that was really the beginning. I mean, I think I learned that I loved to paint when I was younger, when I was like in college. Yeah. But I, um, and in high school and grade school, I always drew, but it, like, you know, I think like many of us, like I could render, I could draw really realistically mm-hmm. and that was super exciting and I got praised for that. So I thought, oh, that's what I do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, <laughs> and then slowly, slowly, slowly you unpack it all. And yeah, um, but Pratt was like, that was really eye opening for me. And, and Skowhegan was too, honestly. Like, yeah, that was, and it wasn't like we had instruction, but mm-hmm. um, but it was like such an opportunity to like get to know my how I make work. Yeah, to, you know, get to know my my self without without having to like package it mm-hmm. or show it to anybody or prove anything. Like, yeah, really, such a nice. Thing. yeah I feel like it 
It's very transformative. Like, I feel like I didn't necessarily finish anything that was so finished there, but I felt like I had the tools to kind of yeah something that was new and kind of more challenging after. Yeah, right. Me too. Mm-hmm. Did you, um like, what is your, it sounds like, you had some experiences like in undergrad and the Skowhegan of like having to kind of throw yourself into the fire or like figure things out on your own kind of. And I'm curious what your, what your studio practice is like now, like, is it very regular and like kind of codified or something? It's always been really pretty regular. Mm-hmm. Um, like right after graduate school, um, I I decided to get a job nannying mm-hmm. part time, and I basically decided to work as little as I could to <laughs> make enough money to paint as much as I could. Right? Mm-hmm. But I never was I never could really handle like part time like odd jobs like mm-hmm. um, or like the kind of job where you work for three weeks and then you have two weeks off. Like I just needed to know. I was going to have an income mm-hmm. as little as it could, I could manage Yeah. in order to paint. And I worked at home. I painted in my apartment. Yeah. Um, cause I, cause that was the cheapest thing. And, um, so I always went to my studio, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then slowly my nanny, my job, my like making money job, I just would have a little bit less hours and a little bit less and a little bit more time in my studio and Mm -hmm. um that was really really the right choice for me yeah Um, and and now I come um almost every day we I take Saturdays off but we we um since having a having a child we um just flip-flop taking care of her we don't have mm-hmm. a nanny yeah point. and she wasn't she's in daycare um now just three mornings a week yeah which feels like so much time it's really yeah. funny um <laughs> it's three hours three days a week three mornings yeah. a week. it's not much but um but yeah I come here you know for half the day at least now that she's in this um daycare I have some some longer days but um but uh, it's just like it's just part of part of my routine. It's like yeah. making the bed and washing the dishes, and it's just where I where I go. Yeah, know? it's just like like a job. Like it's like a job. <laughs> yeah, it's like a job. Yeah, like I feel like Milton Avery talks about that. Just like kind of approaching it, like it's just like any other thing you would do like not being real precious about it but just like yeah doing it yeah just going just going mm-hmm. is really important I think even yeah. just to like be with it yeah and and just look at it I mean sometimes you know when people say how do you know if a painting's finished mm-hmm. um or a sculpture or whatever an artwork I feel like sometimes for me it's just it's like just spending enough time with it, mm-hmm. <laughs> spending enough time looking at it and being with it and like 
believing that there's nothing else that it wants or needs like it's that's just like time spending time with it yeah you know What's so what's time in your studio could potentially be kind of meditative sometimes like not necessarily doing all the time oh sure yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. um I wish it was I wish I was more more meditate like I wish there was Mm. actually some kind of meditation I could would do to like get myself into this mindset because it's you know, it's hard. I, I can't turn it on or off. Like, right. some days I'm really distracted. Mm-hmm. And that sucks. But, um, and I try to do things to not do that. Like, I, usually if I post something on Instagram, I delete Instagram immediately because I don't <laughs> want to look at I don't want to, like, yeah. distracted by it. Um, but, but yeah, I, I it's good for me to be quiet in here and just look, just be, mm-hmm. it, be looking. Yeah. You know, it's, I think it's how I can understand if there's something that's bugging me or if there's a weakness, like if there's a weakness in, in a part of the painting and I can feel that it's like, okay, you've ident- you know it, the hard <laughs> part is done. Now mm-hmm. you just have to get the nerve to like, go back over that thing yeah and get get into it and usually it involves the whole covering it's an overhaul wow you you usually yeah um, you know not when it's still wet and it's still soft and and but if it gets too too dried out too too dry if it's dry yeah (laughs) um and if there's too much texture and stuff then I feel like the paint that I put over it is going to sit on top of it. It's not going to, it's it's not going to interact the way that I want to see it interact with everything else. Mm. Um, sometimes I I like to make parts sit on top and do their own thing, but it's like, they're still, they're still like emerging or they're, they're still relating to the, the rest. Maybe it's even just like emotionally. I know that, that the whole thing was soft when that thing came to be. So it's like, I accept it. Yeah. But, but, um, but yeah, usually if they're like dry, like I have a stack of paintings in here right now that are dry. One of them I even like thought maybe it was done, but I never knew. I never thought it was done. It always (laughs) kind of like, irritated me so mm-hmm. but I didn't I haven't gone over it yet I'm like waiting I don't know what I want to do with it but I know it's not mm-hmm. gonna be seen by anybody you know <laughs> or so uh, outside of my studio you know yeah so when it so when you redo them it revise them it's like pretty much the only thing that does remain is like the texture of the underlayer or a kind no. of no, no, because the because usually the paint I put over it is oh it's kind of transparent it, yeah mm-hmm. so you get warmth and cool yeah. you get some color uh-huh. and it's and it's the the best thing is it's it's surprising yeah like I didn't mm, mix the color I yeah. didn't use it it's like showing me 
what it what it is now and yeah. even maybe you you know and depending on how transparent that wash is that's going to change the color that's yeah. coming through you know that's cool it's <clears throat> like a prismatic thing yeah mm-hmm. i guess yeah that's yeah i like that um and I don't know if this is like I feel like there's this thing of like asking women if like motherhood has changed as an artist or whatever but I've heard also I think actually from a male comedian that that having a kid like made him more um like it kind of made his time more precious or even made like kind of taking care of himself like more real or something because now you have like a kid to support and stuff and I wonder if it like um yeah if it changed your feeling about your studio time at all or or just changed you in other ways of around your creative work um it must have yeah (laughs) but I don't know yeah I, I don't know if I can name how like yeah. I don't think my work has radically changed it's just gotten more gotten perhaps I don't know deeper maybe but I don't I don't even know if that's right to say yeah um I've just kept making it yeah um I I've heard artists say when they had a kid they got to work right away in their studio and they like yeah I wish I could say the same thing I I have days like that but I have days that aren't like that at all Mm -hmm. and that I'm like oh my god I feel like I've done zero and I have to leave now and Mm -hmm. it's frustrating Mm -hmm. um because I'm I'm like I I I really need there to be like the right juju in here and like but like I I do a lot of like waiting and mm-hmm. looking and um so slow but um gosh I wonder if it's changed me in in here I don't know <laughs> I guess cool. I think I guess I think it really hasn't in my studio but, yeah but like my life is also like part of it's all it's all in here too though like, yeah totally um I mean it feels like family in general has been an ongoing like inspiration of some kind so maybe yeah, it's more amorphous it, it has. yeah yeah I think it really has <clears throat> um yeah <laughs> <laughs> And when you it's, said, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, uh, no, no, you go ahead. Oh, well, this was kind of a slight change of topic, but just um, when you were talking about just like looking and waiting it w- and having like quiet, do you mean actually you kind of paint with no music or just like in silence? Um, the last like week I've been painting in the quiet and that has been really good. Mm-hmm. Um, Usually I listen to music or I also listen to the podcast, but I've been, I, I 
often come come home and say I need to just not do that I need to like music or nothing (laughs) yeah because it's because like the thing ends and then you're like thinking about the next thing that they're talking about Mm -hmm. like they're short and so you can't you can't like I mean maybe this is the meditation trick that I need to do more of like Mm. sometimes sometimes I play a song on repeat Mm -hmm. for like hours and I really can that and and it's um yeah it can be really really helpful yeah for for like just getting me focused or not even focused it's like unfocused or something right like it's like when like when you're running a race like a long distance run and you just like get to some place where you're like almost out of your body mm-hmm. kind of like that but yeah um, but even music too like if I'm not in the right zone I'm like oh I don't want to listen to that oh what's the best thing to listen to oh what about that thing oh what's that and yeah. it's just like oh just paint yeah <laughs> or just put your put it down yeah you know? mm-hmm. um I feel like that's a really good like end place but I want to just ask you also one last question of just is there anything that's like inspiring you right now like aside from your source imagery like films or books or any music or um other artists even I just watched the um the uh that documentary about um James Murphy LCD sound system it's called like shut up and play the hits or maybe no the last the long goodbye long goodbye maybe Uh uh-huh it's about like their last concert and his deciding to leave that, <clears throat> you know, just to, to stop. Mm-hmm. And, um, have you seen it? It's so, no. so good. Oh, it's is so it? good. It's so good. Yeah. You should watch it. Okay. Um, I don't even it's know. It's New York. Uh, uh, so well, good. or maybe I do. And I just forgot. I know that name, but I don't remember their songs, but I feel like I probably know some of them. LCD sounds just, you totally know. Yeah. Them. Um, I bet. Um, I feel like we danced to that that to a lot. Oh, of that probably, stuff, right? probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, gosh, what have I? I've been doing so much um, quiet, being quiet, like yoga, acupuncture, mm. med- like quiet, caring things yeah. like that. Healing <laughs> modality, um, something. Yeah. <laughs> And like um, light TV, like British baking show. Yeah, he's like <laughs> gentle. Yeah, that sounds um, good. Wait, wait. I mean, I like I like um, a lot of other stuff. I like uh, horror movies and stuff like that too. Mm-hmm. But like lately, um, I don't know. I've been needing to protect. Yeah, that sounds. That more. sounds like I mean I feel like it's been a rough year and yeah it has no need to challenge yourself and all yeah yeah I I think I've I think that's right and I've been listening to that and um yeah and I knit a lot it's getting to be not knitting season (laughs) yeah I love knitting um, but I, cool. I only do it in the fall and winter though I really mm-hmm. like 
don't want to do it in the spring and summer but yeah can you do that while you're watching tv like kind of like autopilot yeah 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 Yeah, I can which is great yeah it's it's useful (laughs) have you ever done a sound bath I feel like you might like it no what what is that it's like you lay on a mat and the guy make does like singing bowls and stuff and it's like the sound will kind of vibrate through your body and you just like lay there and it's kind of like you don't have to do anything, but it's supposed to be kind of healing. It's very beautiful and oh. just like chill and it's really nice. I would love that. Yeah. And no, I've never heard of that. I would, but I'm like, I'm into it. I'll do anything. Yeah. If, then, if that's happening in person, I'll let you know. Maybe we could do one sometime. <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be so great. Yeah. I miss, I miss my new agey practices in person. <laughs> yeah. They're so good. It's I'm like my my I'm so of the Western medicine world. Like my mm. dad's a gastroenterologist. Oh. like with that, you know, in that world. And um, I don't know. In the last year, I'm I'm um really enjoying the its opposite. Yeah, I'm totally into that stuff. I got into it kind of, I guess, mostly, well, I've always been kind of intrigued to it, but my LA gallerist got me deeper into it because she's very, like, new agey and stuff, and yeah. Yeah, like heat therapy and, like... um... Well, I'm in, yeah, I'm in psychoanalysis, and she got me into breath work, which is, like, this thing, which feels like drugs and stuff, and Uh I don't know. (laughs) Reiki she's like a Reiki master and yeah yeah, I'm not deeply into that but I'm just like open to I like I'm intrigued by all that stuff yeah me too (laughs) me too and I love how it there's like crossover well for me with my acupuncturist like there's this wonderful crossover between the body and the conversation in that space in the studio yeah and it's like trusting that knowingness and yeah there's or maybe maybe the woman I see is just so wonderful, wonderfully open to that crossover. Yeah. But, um, but I I really love uh, that therapy. It's really helpful. Yeah, and I think art is about like finding flow and being in the right energy and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and waiting and like allowing and listening and yeah not knowing not being not being in control all the time Mm -hmm. the the art that I make it that that feels like where I'm best yeah so um yeah she reminds me of that I think Mm -hmm. (laughs) or that that kind of healing reminds me of that Mm -hmm. I love that yeah I'm really Mm -hmm. into the idea of not knowing Mhm. <laughs> yeah, it's hard though, but yeah, because <laughs> we're human beings. But, I know. But yeah, it's like a a daily goal <laughs> to be grounded, get, yeah. get out of your head and in your body. Mhm.